What are y'all doing for the holidays? I'm going home. So excited. Me too. Ooh, so far. Sick of this mm-hmm. cold nonsense. I need some less it's cold gonna be nonsense. It's nice in Texas. It's going to be in like the 50s. Yeah, I'm going to be walking around in like Maybe t-shirt and shorts. Right. Everyone's going to be looking at us super weird in our respective areas because well, you're in Houston and I'll be in Dallas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aren't you guys cold? No, we're not no. cold. Nope. <laughs> That's a real thing, too. Like, as soon as April comes around in Chicago and it gets to the 40s after it's been in the single digits for two months, 40 degrees feels like 80. It feels like I could just walk out in flip-flops and shorts and a tank top. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Because, like, you, you just get, like, acclimated to the weather uh-huh. and stuff like that. I think we got five inches of snow yesterday, which is the most I've ever seen. Yeah, you got a budge. <laughs> like, it's still actively snowing right now. And so we're yeah. just getting more. And I'm like, what do I do? Make sure you have a snow kit. Get some kitty yeah, litter. Yeah, I should have gotten that at the store when we went. But I was like, yeah. eh, I'll live. And then I super slid and almost hit a pole on my way home today. <laughs> so Well, that's not going to help you from that. But it's going to give you traction when you're yes. stuck. Okay, cool. Well, let's get into this. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you all. This is Disney Versus, the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. Today, we are discussing the Christmas classic, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. I'm your host, Tori. I'm Grace. Heather, our producer, is here. Heather, are you enjoying winter? I am. It's snowing. It's snowing so much, and I'm so excited. I got to play in it. (laughs) That's right. Texas people love snow. Not true. <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Versus and on Twitter at Disney Versus. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review and let us know what you think and let us know how we're doing. We are talking about Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, the 1997 movie directed by Andy Knight. Looking up his IMDb slash Wikipedia page, he actually died in 2008 after doing nothing else really of note after this movie. Sad day. Boo. Sad. Mm. So sad. What did you think of this movie, Grace? Oh. I was... No. I was disappointed. I think I was okay until the first song, and then I was just not there thankfully this movie is only an hour and 10 minutes long it's very short very Mm -hmm. short really an hour and like three minutes long after the credits there are a lot of credits jesus yes oh my gosh yes i skip them (laughs) nobody watches the end credits on a dvd who does that yeah what did y'all think heather what do you think I apparently had already seen this movie but i didn't remember that it was the christmas special And not the original Beauty and the Beast, because I haven't seen that movie in a really long time, so I got them kind of confused. But when we saw the big organ dude, I was like, holy crap, I've seen this. But it was was okay. Wait, so you thought this was part of Beauty and the Beast? Like, parts of this were part of Beauty and the Beast? Yes, yeah, my brain keeps flipping them back and forth, and (laughs) I was really confused for a while. It's it's fine. Well, technically it is. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about 
the plot of this because it does take place at the same time as the original Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. The basic premise is that Belle is trapped in this castle and um, she decides that she wants to celebrate Christmas and gets all of the other household items that are alive. They are servants. All the people that are stuck inside. Put some respect on their name. There you go. All of the servants. (laughs) She gets them involved in helping her put on Christmas and the Beast hates Christmas because that's when he became the Beast. And we find out that there's this organ that used to be the conductor and and house composer. And he is trying to sabotage Christmas and doesn't want Belle to break the spell. And so it's kind of about how he goes about trying to bring down Christmas. And all of this happens during the time that Belle is at the palace during the first movie. So I know Grace is probably going to fight me on this. I really like this movie. What? I, I put it up there. As far as what? as far as direct to DVD or direct to video Disney movies go, I think this is one of the better ones. Cause believe it or not, there are a lot of direct to video Disney movies. I mean, that's not hard to believe. And there's a reason why I haven't seen them. You've seen The Lion King <laughs> two. You've seen The Lion King one and a half, which I actually I don't think like. I you know what I'm not sure I'm not I think I've seen pieces of Lion King one and a half I'm not sure that I've seen Lion King two ever really really hmm. it's not in our bracket either is no, it? no no because it's it's direct to DVD I have to send you this video of top 10 direct to DVD Disney sequels because there's the best and there's a the worst this is not in there please tell me it's not in there no it's in neither video but I think Belle's Magical World is in the worst one and it's, okay. I haven't watched it, but looking at it, it's so bad. Okay, so why did you like this? I like it because it's really well told. I, It's a good side story. Like I was telling you, Heather, you could actually drop this in to Beauty and the Beast. Like you can take scenes from it. And I think it would work. Yeah. I, I think it would actually work. And I was telling you, Heather, up until the last song, like the very last song when they're in prison... Or sorry, when they're in the dungeon and Cogsworth and Lumiere start arguing and then they break out into song like you do in a Disney movie. <laughs> I think everything was fine up until then. And then when they started singing again, they lost me. Yeah. I think that was a misstep. The movie's too short to lose me. So I didn't think the songs were very good. The an- Let's talk about the animation real quick. I mean, all of these characters have been animated before, and it's like they went halfway on it. It's like they got halfway through the process and decided, okay, we need to just put this out now. It looks like, like with most of the direct-to-DVD sequels from movies from the Renaissance, like Little Mermaid 2, the Aladdin sequels, Lion King 2, most of those movies were to set up TV shows. And this movie looks like TV show animation, but it's not bad TV show animation. That's a good way of putting it. It's halfway mm, between yeah. bad Disney. It's halfway between like Tarzan, the TV show and the actual Beauty and the Beast movie. It's it's in the middle. It's a happy medium. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. I can see that. that it makes sense that they wouldn't put all of their energy into the animation for this film because it's not like they were putting out. A movie that was going to theaters. Yeah. I was impressed that they had almost all of the same personnel. Yeah. 
They had the yeah, entire I mean... voice cast back, except for Chip, who was originally voiced by Bradley Pierce, who is the little boy in Jumanji. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Haley Joel Osment cool. is the new voice of Chip, and Haley Joel Osment is the little boy from The Sixth Sense. And if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, he's the voice oh. of Sora. Yeah. And then the other guy who's missing is the original voice, voice, air quotes, of Philippe the horse. Because <laughs> the original voice actor for Philippe actually died in, I think, 94. So they had Frank Welker, okay. who is the god of animal voices. All hail Frank Welker. <laughs> does the voice of Philippe. It makes sense that Chip would be recast because... Puberty. That kid is... Yeah. That kid is no longer a child. Kid's no longer a kid, man. And then we have newbie voice actors. We have Tim Curry as the villain Forte. You have Paul Rubens as Fife. And then you have Bernadette Peters as Angelique, the castle decorator. And I think they all did great. I couldn't tell it was Paul Rubens. Mm -hmm. Me neither. I immediately recognized Tim Curry... And I recognized, what's her face? Bernadette. Bernadette Peters? I, I immediately recognized her voice from Anastasia. I didn't know who she was. but she's Yeah. An, she's, I, like, she I, feel is like, she, I feel like she's Sophie from Anastasia. And then I looked at the IODB and I was like, oh yeah, totally, okay. Mm-hmm. I do think that this podcast is getting us better at recognizing voice actors. Oh yes, yes. Because mm-hmm. Disney is so consistent with their talent. With who they use, yeah. Yeah. I was really impressed that they have everybody back i'm like the beats has got to be somebody different but nope it's all the same people nope Paige o'hara robbie benson who is from dallas what what <laughs> jerry orbach jerry ogden steers angela lansbury and then the new people that we already mentioned yeah what did you think of the music for this i liked the songs actually i just like stories and as long as there's christmas both the movie version <laughs> The reprise and the pop version. Uh-huh. I didn't care for Tim Curry's song that much because it's kind of long. It's long and it seemed, seems kind of like a first draft. Yeah. Like it's not... It's kind of rambly. It, it doesn't follow form very nicely. And I felt that way with several of the songs. I don't remember... I just finished watching this. I don't have any of the tunes in my head. I don't remember any of the tunes. Oh. I don't know if you said, but this is your first time seeing this? Yes. Okay. I did really love the organ music, but I'm kind of a sucker for organ. But I thought that was very, I thought that was really cool. I thought as twisted as Tim Curry's character was. And he is twisted. He is just evil. He is. I don't know that they ever really get into why Maestro is so obsessed. They don't. They like touch on it barely at the end. That he was kind of an underappreciated maestro before the Beast was the Beast. I mean, everybody was underappreciated in that castle before the Beast became yeah. the Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he was a snot-nosed brat. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of weird, but I did like all of the music that he played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thinking about his motivation, well, his his main thing is he doesn't want to be human again. And I was thinking, dude, why would you want to stay in Oregon? But, I mean, his his technique is probably on point now that he doesn't have to worry about fingers and stuff. Right? So he yep. probably yeah. is the world's best organ because he is a person who became an organ. And he doesn't have to read the music, <laughs> and he doesn't have to worry about, you know, carpal tunnel or anything. So he's got it made. <laughs> so lucky. Got it made in the shade. Mm-hmm. Don't tax the South. I mean, I, 
I guess he would have to worry about. I'm I'm sure there's quite a bit of upkeep involved with organs. Like, do you have to yeah grease the tubes? What do you call the it? pipes? <laughs> the pipes. You yeah, have you to, have to you like, have to clear all the like dust out. You have to the, mm-hmm, have to keep all the I'm wheels sure lubricated to, and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's what that's I'm what sure Fife's for. The wood. That's what Fife is for. That's what his. Uh, that's why he has. I guess Fife was like his concert master, his assistant composer, or whatever. Yeah. But how is a Fife gonna clean an organ? We could ask these questions about a lot of the goings on of the castle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to begrudge Fife and underestimate his ability to clean out an organ. Fife also had like four different arms. See? That not a lot that <laughs> even Miss Potts and like nobody else really had those except for freaking the clock and the clock and the cuz I can't remember names. Mrs. Potts has no hands. So I know, that's what I'm saying. The clock and the candle were the only two that really had hands. And then there's Fife who had like four. Angelique has hands because she's an angel. But she was up in the attic in like a treasure chest. So yeah. she was just stuck with all the ornaments, trying not to break them. Yeah. Speaking of Angelique, I really like her character for one reason. She's one of two characters in this movie set in France that has a French accent. <laughs> Tim Curry doesn't have a French Louis accent. Air. Fife doesn't have a French accent. And I kind of conceded that maybe the Beast had all these people flown in from different countries. Because I think the Feather Duster <laughs> is Spanish. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Potts is English. Forte sounds English. Uh, Cogsworth is English. Chip has an American accent for some reason. The Axe says Happy Hanukkah. The Axe says Happy Hanukkah? Yeah. The Axe the whole time. I, I asked Heather, I'm like, why is the axe Jewish? He's oh, yeah. He's doing like a Jerry he's... Lewis impression the whole time. <laughs> and if you don't know who Jerry Lewis is, think of Professor Frank from The Simpsons. That's basically what the axe sounded like. He was chatty. He was. Mm-hmm. Oy, 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 giving me a headache. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Again, doesn't have a French accent. Thought, what the hell, Disney? I thought it was funny that at the end, as the Beast is reading the book, that Belle gives him, it's in French. Yes. Yes! But they're singing in English. So the book is in French, they're singing in English, and then all of a sudden there's this word hope in big red bold letters in English. (laughs) Right. None of this makes sense. Get it together, Disney. Oh. Oh, man. I I just had a thought. So this movie was one of the first productions in Disney's Toronto studio. Uh That's why that's in French. Hmm. I don't have an explanation for why hope is not in French. I'm wondering if they changed the word hope to different languages depending on, yeah, depending on where they, where it was released. So for us, it was English, maybe over in France, it was French and stuff like that. Like with, yeah, with, they changed names and stuff in different movies for different territories all the time. Like Moana. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so instead of changing the whole book, it was just hope, because that was the main focus or whatever on the reason for Christmas or something. I don't know. Another thing that I appreciated about this movie is the way they retold, or not not so much retold, but informed us on the circumstances of the Beast's, I guess, curse. He was cursed at Christmas. And Mm -hmm. that's his reason for hating Christmas so much. And I liked seeing that scene play out with, you know, actual people and not through stained glass like it was in the original Beauty and the Beast. 
thinking about the remake that they're coming up with, I wonder if that's something small from this sequel that they're going to keep for the beginning of that movie. Because I've, I've said several times, if they don't keep that prologue, I probably won't see this movie. But I think about it. How will I know if they keep the prologue if they don't see the movie? So you I'm are not going to walk out of this movie midway. Right. Depends on how much I pay for the ticket. He'll fume. He'll just fester in his chair. I like that they gave that insight, but I noticed that the the witch, what's her title? She's a beggar woman, and then she turns into the Enchantress. The Enchantress. The Enchantress doesn't look like the Enchantress in the, in the first movie. Yeah, and the Enchantress in the first movie was blonde, and she had a green dress, but I'm guessing it was the whole flashback filter that they had going on took the color away, because she was just kind of all one hue. She was just blue to match, I guess, the snow and it being cold outside. Yeah, I'll be interested to see... I mean, we've seen a side-by-side comparison of the trailer for the live-action Disney version of Beauty and the Beast featuring Emma Watson. Mm Mm-hmm. We see the comparison of the live action versus the animated trailer, and it's pretty spot on. Yeah. And so I'll be interested to see how much liberty they take, how much artistic license they take with the production of the live action film. Because you expect that there will be some difference. But so far, it looks really good. Everything I've seen so far, I'm really excited about. And they have creative license, like they have creative freedom to adapt, not just uh, shot for shot recreate live action but they also have so much lore to pull from yeah because they have the original they have this sequel they have bell's magical world which i really hope they don't touch (laughs) and they have the musical which i'm hoping some of the songs are going to come from from beauty the beast musical yes i haven't seen or listened to it is it good yeah there's some good songs a change in me home if i can't love her which is the beast that's basically his lament Okay. It's There's some really good songs in there that I don't think they're going to touch, but I hope at least one of them shows up because I know A Change in Me wasn't originally in the musical. I think it was Toni Braxton sang it. Like somebody wrote it for her because she was Belle once and then they retroactively uh-huh. put it into the show. Okay. I may have that wrong, but I think that's what actually happened. Back to Forte for a minute because he's really the best character. When he started singing, I thought, oh, it's Tim Curry. If he's the villain, he's going to have a song. Because I was thinking of his song in Fern Gully when he was like the sludge villain. (gasps) Also had a song. Mm -hmm. Oh, I never thought about him. That's totally him in Fern Gully. Yep. I always think of him in um, Up at Treasure Island. Yep, he had a song in that too. He has a couple songs of that that Mm -hmm. are really good. Wait, who is he in Treasure Mm -hmm. Island? He's Long John Silver. He's Long John Silver. I knew that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Long John Silver. And I was sitting there yeah. and I said, Forte, Forte is basically a hater and he's kind of a cock block. Oh, totally. Because he, he's, <laughs> like, he's like, yo, Beast, don't fall in love with this girl. He's kind of like the, the single black female friend who is like, your man ain't shit, even though he's he might be. <laughs> Heather, you said... Mm. What was what was your comment on Forte? <laughs> I said he was the cynical gay. 
because he's the cynical he's the cynical like gay friend because <laughs> he wants to be noticed by the beast even before he turns into a beast you know like he he got really flustered about um performing his piece for him for uh christmas i believe yes. and and the prince was like nah that's garbage he didn't say it was garbage he said it. it was gloomy he said it was gloomy he said Sorry. it was gloomy he was you know he didn't want to hear it and then he got cursed and so maestro or whatever turned into an organ and suddenly became not necessarily the beast's right hand man but kind of his confidant and so he didn't want to lose that and he was like nah don't don't go for, don't fall in love that's gross ew you know and so cynical gay he wants to keep them all for himself and you also mentioned during forte's song all his notes are green all of his notes are green we've seen enough disney movies during this podcast to know that if it's green it's probably evil yeah and it's not like a typical green green it has to be a lime green it has yeah because like the grass yes. isn't evil but it's lime green or the frogs and princess and the frog are evil what are some other examples of green the what i'm thinking of is in scar song be yep. prepared the green smoke yeah be prepared What's in scar another one? song sleeping beauty the flames for uh maleficent yes green. all of that maleficent. is lime green man uh princess and the frog there's a lot of purple with it too but um his friends on the other side have a lot of green to them crap there are other examples and i can't remember oh uh entangled the lighting for Mother um, song. her for oh. yeah for her song is is all lime green um good yeah. pop out i hadn't think about that i'm mm-hmm. just going through my notes right now i have written down that angelique is the prototype for edna mode from the incredibles and yes. Because she has the same haircut. I don't know what that haircut is called. And she's yes. so freaking sassy. She is super sassy. Yeah. You can't do this without me. You're the best, E. I know, darling. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't wait till we talk about the Incredibles. Yes, it's gonna be so good. We're getting there soon. Let's talk about the beast for a second because I noticed during the gift scene when he opens the gift for the first time, his face is especially cartoony and it's a sign (laughs) that this movie is a Disney sequel because it's completely off model. Because if you look at the original Beauty and the Beast, the beast is very serious and stark and stoic for most of the movie. Like he, he has his happy moments, but he never... He never has moments when he looks like a straight cartoon. Like his facial expressions were all over the place. Mm -hmm. And he straight murders a guy. Because if you think about it, he picks up the keyboard and he throws the keyboard and then the the whole organ just falls apart. And I guess Forte is dead. What happened when the spell broke? Did they have to get a new organ? Were they cleaning up the castle and they just found Forte's body under the organ? How? What is... (laughs) Oh my god! What's I didn't the think deal? About that. He just—he all of them were like accessory to murder and exactly like everybody. <laughs> everybody is in that scene except for like Sultan like, and Dark. Chip. I'm glad that Chip wasn't there because he didn't need to see murder. That would have yeah. fucked him up for life. <laughs> yep. Tell me stories. Tell me the story of how you killed the organist. So Tori was good enough to come up with the drunken Disney rules. The first rule is drink for every song. As per usual. Standard. The second rule is drink every time someone says Christmas. Yes, you have to drink when it comes up in the title screen. That counts. Yes. <laughs> Shotgun a beer 
when you see it written down. <laughs> Jeez. So soon. Well, you need it for this. <laughs> Number three is drink whatever any two characters argue or disagree. So basically, Lumiere and Cogsworth. Or Belle and the Beast. Or Belle and the Beast. Or really the Beast of anyone. Yeah. And I was thinking when uh, Chip and Belle argue over what kind of tree to get. Yeah. Also, did you guys catch that Belle wanted the Charlie Brown tree? Right? Yes. Yeah. I was on the point of that out. I was like, Charlie Brown! <laughs> and I'm kind of mad that they were like, it's Christmas Eve! We don't have a lot of time to get ready for Christmas! So they sing a song and make a tree, air quotes, out of dishes. <laughs> guys, you're wasting time. You just and said... And then go on, a, go on this large-ass hunt to get the perfect tree way out in the middle of nowhere. Across a lake. That is frozen, but not fully. Yeah, and Belle, <laughs> Belle should have died when she fell in the lake. Period. Mm-hmm. She should have really? been dead. Hypothermia, yeah. all kinds yeah. of dead. dead. Chip, Chip yeah. would have been fine. He's a sentient, inanimate object. He doesn't have lungs. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did y'all like when the ice really conveniently all lined up so right? the horse could get across and then it and then it just immediately <laughs> all broke, or, broke away? Oh, this is Disney. <laughs> we don't kill horses. We'll kill cats, True. we'll kill dogs, we'll kill people. We won't kill horses. We have a nope. limit. Are there any other movies where we haven't killed horses that should have died? I mean, who about the range? But really, everyone should have died. <laughs> yeah. The horse in Mulan should oh, have yeah. died in that avalanche. Freaking a survivor, man. Yeah. He was great. I'm trying to, th- I keep thinking, like, my brain keeps going to uh, Hercules and Pegasus. Yeah, Pegasus should have. I'm sure Pegasus should have died at some point. Yeah. There are so many great Disney horses. I wonder if Walt <laughs> Disney liked horses. That's why there are so many. Well, think about the carousel. In Disneyland? Yeah. Maybe all the horses in Disney are based on horses from the carousel. Maybe all of the horses from the carousel are based on horses from Disney. Mind <laughs> blown. I think you're probably right because the carousel in Disney World... Or Disneyland, which came first. Land. Disneyland came first, Land. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that was there before almost all of the horses. They could have retroactively done it. Yeah, they could have. <laughs> Elmer's glue on some oh. wings. <laughs> Hope a kid doesn't kick him off. Nah, those the, that's the, the Dumbo, you know, where the, the things go up and down. They fly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where you put Pegasus. Gotcha. gotcha. You don't put Pegasus on the ground. <laughs> that's our Christmas episode. Grace, would you watch this again? Would you introduce this to anybody? No. <laughs> is this... We're going to start comparing will... every bad movie to this. Is this worse than Home on the Range? No. <laughs> God, no. Although, I'm not sure. I think if I had to choose between watching both of them, I would choose Home on the Range simply for the drinking game. And also, it's more appropriate for all 12 months of the year instead of just one. True. Please tune in for our upcoming episode when our matchups will be Toy Story 3 versus The Black Cauldron, Lilo and Stitch versus The Princess and the Frog, Wreck-It Ralph mm-hmm. versus Meet the Robinsons, and Pinocchio <sighs> versus Monsters University. Oh, yeah, Heather? <laughs> Those middle two are... I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, I thought you were groaning about Pinocchio. No, no. I will have words on Pinocchio later. Are you going to frozen rant about Pinocchio? Please? Uh, Probably about Jiminy, if you really want me to. We'll see. I'm interested for this one because I haven't seen 
I haven't seen Meet the Robinsons or The Black Cauldron, and then I think I've only seen Lilo and Stitch, The Princess of the Frog, and Pinocchio once each. I probably saw Pinocchio several times as a kid. I definitely don't remember it at all. So this mm-hmm. is this is one for a lot of new things for me. Lilo and Stitch is on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. You can follow us online at facebook.com slash Disneyverses and follow us on Twitter at Disneyverses. We hope you have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Those are really the only Christmas holidays that I know, but if I didn't say it and you celebrate it, happy that. Happy just day if you don't celebrate anything. Happy New Year. And happy unbirthday. <laughs> unless tomorrow is your actual birthday. And then happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> See you next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.